Welcome to the What in the Shoe Ball podcast with Suji and Ed. We're just a couple of Asian Americans talking shit about shit. Shit. So much shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ed. How are you? Can you guys tell that we really want a theme song <laughs> for this show? Lizzo, if you're listening, we'd love it. And if you're not, I may just AI your voice because it's not illegal yet. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. La la la. Anyway. Hi, Ed. How was your week? Great. I Are think. You sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, another week has passed where I wasn't on TikTok, That's so okay. it just kind of like melted away. It's okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you need to step away, you don't need rhyme or reason or a timeline or any of that shit, and you just go. Just but then sometimes the longer you step away, it's like it's harder, harder to come, to come back. I know. Because you're like, oh. Well, then you have to question, like, is coming back what you want? It is. It is. <laughs> so but it, I'm just like so heavy anxiety. So it's not just like a TikTok thing. It's just my anxiety yeah. thing. And that's that's something worthy of taking time for. Yeah, you know. but I just recently watched American Born Chinese, which mm, I don't know if you have. I watched it. Some of, some it. of it. Yeah, you don't love fantasy stuff. I, I'm i not. I never have. I maybe have. I've watched. I like Lord of the Rings and I like um, Game of Thrones, which is kind of in that idea. Oh, both of those are so boring. Sorry. Please don't come at me. Oh, but let's be real. No. I love, I watched them both too. And I watched them all the way through the whole series on both. But like. You were bored? One of it is like I fell asleep through a lot of it. Really? Yeah, That's like, so interesting. Game of Thrones, I slept through most of it and then would have to watch the episode like three, four times because like my ADD would just like wander and be like, oh my God, there's so much talking. And like, I don't know what they're talking about. And like, <laughs> that's so funny because so I didn't boring. find, I loved them. I love them. And it's so far outside of what I normally like that it surprises me that you didn't because the whole, um, American born Chinese thing. I love the the school, the story, the kid and his family dynamic and all that stuff. But the second the fantasy stuff starts, I'm like, ah, I'm out. That's what it is. It's like if it's gonna be fantasy, can like can we have fantasy things? Because if like I wanted to watch people talking, I can watch anything. Do they else. not talk in fantasy things? Well, that's what I mean, but there should be like more fantasy things. <laughs> You know, I was like, I don't even understand what's happening. And that man looks like a monkey and I don't know why. And well, this is the funny thing is, is like, I have an obsession with the monkey King. I even, for those of you that don't know, I even have a ginormous monkey King tattoo so on do. my forearm. That's a really great tattoo. I know. I love way. it. That's People really always, beautiful. my skin's a little ashy right now, oh. but, um, I love it, but I like, don't love watching monkey King content. I don't even know what monkey King is. So it's like, I'm actually surprised you don't know. It's like, well, a, you already yelled at me about it. Very, like, really? It, I was like, geez. It's a very <laughs> well-known Asian fairy tale that I think maybe started off in China, but there's like, so in, in China, it's called Sun Wukong. Okay. In Korean, it's called Sonogong. Okay. So it's like this very similar story that like transcends Asia. And I think there's like a Japanese version. I'm sure there's like Southeast Asian versions as well. But it's basically this like very fantasy based thing, even Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, which you lost me again. I know you don't know what Sorry. that is either is based on it. But it's just like it was this. So it's the story starts off with a small kid who's okay. like part monkey, he's part human, and he's like a god. But he was this like very cocky, egotistical child god. Does he know he's a god? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I kind of like forget some of the basic okay, okay. stories, but somewhere along the way, this other God traps him and imprisons him inside of a mountain. Okay. Then he somehow ends up breaking out. They put a crown on him where every time he becomes egotistical, the crown tightens around his head. Oh. And he has to learn to become humble. Humble. 
And it was this like story that I just like was very obsessed with. It was also around the time I discovered like Dragon Ball Z, but like, mm. I don't love watching Monkey King content because a lot of it is live action uh-huh. and it's looks very antiquated and it's always looked pretty bad. Like Planet of the Apes? Worse uh. somehow. It looks even older than that. Cause I think they try so hard to make it human and like uh, not see. do so much special effects. And I think even in American born Chinese, they kind of, and I think at this point it's become such a staple. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's just how Sun Wukong is just portrayed. So yeah, I think yeah. they just continue to do it that way. And that's like not one of my favorite parts of it. And that's like why I don't watch a lot of it oftentimes. But the story in itself is very fascinating to me. But American Born Chinese, I've been like really obsessed with it because it's a very intellectually, like intelligently covertly I'm not, but also blatantly showing you (laughs) (laughs) strategically, it's very strategically done where they try to show you what like microaggressions are and how those microaggressions then form into, I stick out, I just want to blend in and how that slowly turns into you prioritize yourself over culture and family and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden slowly could evolve towards internalized racism. Sure. And I think that is something that has never really been portrayed on media before. Or maybe in more subtle ways. Subtly. Which is how these things exist. Subtly blatant ways. You know what I mean? Where it's like. Well, subtly to them, blatantly to us. I was about to say. That's the bridge. Because I remember when we watched Beef, you stated that your husband didn't didn't pick up on some of the microaggressions. So maybe it was obvious to us. And that I think is the dynamic. That is the like, like we're talking about like, why can't you see how obvious that is? Because they don't see it because it's not happening to them. Right. And so that that's where we lose a lot of people in that discussion. They're like, that doesn't exist. It's not real. It's like, it's not real to you because it doesn't happen to you. Yeah. And so, so that I think is where what I loved about American Born Chinese is like, I can see like when the girl, she says like, well, you know, because you stick out. And he's like, oh, like, do I? You know what I mean? Like that was really subtle. And to yes. her mind, she is obviously like he sticks out, but to him, he's like, ow, that was really painful right. for you to say that to, to him, her. Like, it's like an observation right. to him. It's just validating these feelings he has all right. the time that I don't belong here. Right. I stick out. Right. Another way for you to tell me that I don't belong here. Right. right? right and right. I, I get that. So like that was something I really identified with. But the moment the Monkey King showed up, I was like, what's happening? Why did he stick that yeah, in his yeah, ear? Yeah. What is going on? What yeah, even yeah. is that stick? <laughs> I, well, I don't think that technically we are the target demographic. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> a 50-year-old Korean American lady. I'm like, I don't Maybe know. because my mentality is so youthful. It is a You're little. So <laughs> no, no, no. I, don't mean, I was going to say immature. Okay. You know, but we'll call it youthful. Yeah. But uh, maybe I'm indirectly in their target right, audience. Right. Maybe. Right. And like the genre of anime and all of those things, like I'm, it's just, it just missed me. Yeah. You know? But I don't want to give too, too much away. But in the last episode, there was this one scene where I don't want to give too much away, but I'm going to tell you what happens at the end. <laughs> but it doesn't tell you. <laughs> right, it doesn't tell you. I don't give anything out. But there's this one scene at the end where the um, Chinese main character's parents are sitting down with mm. the principal of his school, who's white. And, you know, she's being very cautious, but also being very racistly stereotypical. Like she was like, your people. Right, right, right. Your, you know, like she's like, I know your people like to, you know, raise their children. It's a little bit more of a negative environment. She's like, maybe your son's craving more positive reinforcements. So it's like a lot of microaggressions. Yeah. And the parents are just sitting there. They're kind of going through something, you know, between the two of them, the parents. And then 
they say all this stuff in the data at one point. And like the biggest one is, is like the last name is Wong, but it's spelled W-A-N-G. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people in, in America, you know, they would assume Wang. that's pronounced Wang. Right. And along the show, the kid even tries to correct people. He's like, it's Wong. But like people don't hear him or mm-hmm. want to hear him. So he just kind of like it just, you know, he just gives up, dissolves away. And at some point, the dad even just gets frustrated and he goes, you know, if you knew anything about us, you would know the first thing is that her last name is pronounced Wong. Right. And she immediately she goes like, well, I feel very good about this conversation. And she just ends it because, you know, it's awkward. You know, right. she just got called out. Right. So it's like, what else are you going to do? And like all of those things are so real. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I, think, of I think a lot of people who haven't experienced watching and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And those of us who have experienced are like, no, this is literally how it plays out. Yeah. This, none of this is fictionalized. No, this, this, this is, is how it, almost literal verbatim an experience that we've all had. Yeah. Right. And it's just like very validating and like not only validating to us, but I think for people outside of those, our community or even just minorities in general, I think it's very validating that it's like, hey, look, this I'm is, not being sensitive. Yeah, I'm not this blowing is, things up. Like this is literally or or real. I am sensitive and this is the reason why. why? And right. I am sensitive to these things. And I always, you know, I've said it a million times. It's like having just like a radar for it. Like you you become susceptible to it because it happens so often and you know how to recognize it and you see it. So to see it in this format and in this way is is incredibly validating. I just don't know that I needed the monkey king part of it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I yeah. get that that's like a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I could have done it just another way. Like, it, it, not that I'm disparaging the show, because again, it's not for me. I get it. Like, I'm not like the target market for that. But overall, I, I, I'll I give it another shot. I'll finish it. Yeah. But this is like the most roundabout way to say that was basically my week. <laughs> and I do want to come back to TikTok because I want to talk about the show. You yeah, know? you should. I think that's a good good ent- re-entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? If you want to. But good. how was your week? I'm very hungover right now. <laughs> um, my younger sister and I hung out because it was Memorial Day and we hung out by her pool. And I don't know what came over me. I was like, you want to start shotgunning some high news? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then that turned into like shots of vodka, like out of nowhere. Like, I don't know why I don't drink a lot at all. And a lot of people think that I do because I talk about alcohol a lot just because it's part of just food culture. Um, But I don't drink a lot. So when I do drink, I really regret it (laughs) some days. And today is one of those days. But seven that this week has been, you know, the same winding down, getting ready for summer. Whatever that means. I'm trying to figure out where to put the kids every day (laughs) is really all that summer is for us. So, you know, getting into that. There is a ad I saw for a Korean camp. <laughs> <laughs> I actually almost screenshotted it and sent it to you. I actually love the information. <laughs> what what kind of camp is it? Well, first off, the one you went to still exists. Oh, you looked it up? I did. I looked it up. While I was editing that episode, I looked it up. But then I think I saw another one. It was the same one. Maybe I saw that ad because I looked up the other one, actually. Interesting. It started being shown to me. But I'll look into it. I'll send it over to you, but camp there Conifer, is a, what's up? there is a Korean camp. Interesting. I might, I might want to send them to a Korean camp. They have other camps right now. My one, my youngest is going to be spending like 10 days in Vermont at a camp because she likes outside and farm animals and things. And my other daughter's like, ew, I'm not going. Oh, <laughs> so I have an interesting that. story. So when I was like eight, my mom sent me and my other Korean best friend from church well, his parents too, to this camp in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And was it a Christian camp? I think it was a Christian camp. 
but it was run by white people. So like we were basically like the only minorities there. And like my mom sent me to this camp multiple years. And the next year I went back when I went to enroll on day one after arrival, like signing up. And I was like, that's me. No, they put me and my Asian friend <laughs> on a poster. <laughs> and at the time I thought it was really cool, no. but now I'm oh realizing they're like, look at our <laughs> diversity. So diverse. Yes. An Asian. Mm -hmm. Two Asians. <laughs> There was a pair of them. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And we were like in our swim tr trunks, like at the lake doing this, the buddy check. Oh my Remember God. Buddy yeah, checks? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So, so it looks like you're like, yeah, <laughs> skip rules. Yep. This is the best. Mm -hmm. That's exactly, I think with our hands <laughs> holding even, cause you had really to like. funny. Yeah. That's, so then the camp would ask, am I the asshole for putting that only two Asian kids had attended our camp yes. on the poster, which segues us into our episode. Yeah. So we decided to have a little fun light one to, oh. We all know what happens when we say it's gonna be light. Oh fuck, you just jinxed it, <laughs> <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> I know. But we wanted to have a fun episode. Ish episode. So we looked up a bunch of, am I the assholes on Reddit? Am I the asshole? Asian, Asian edition. edition. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So we're going to read a bunch. We'll see what we have time for. But yeah, this is going to be a series because this I is love it. so entertaining. This is so fun. So we're going to start off the first one. Why don't you take it away, sure. Susie? Am I the asshole for getting mad at my family for wanting and eating Asian food? So we are having a four day vacation in the Czech Republic. This is our first day. So I was eager to eat and taste pork knuckles. We already tried Czech tried a Czech pastry ice cream on top of this rolled up bread. So I wanted a Czech meal. As we were eating, I ordered pork knuckle. I hear my parents say, I wish we had rice with this. I told them to be quiet and that they were very disrespectful and that they said Asian food was quote comfort food. My sister already refused to eat because the food was not Asian and she wanted Chinese noodles or whatever. I said, you all need to shut up and eat what you have. <laughs> Don't. I was super mad at this point because I like I like appreciating the culture of countries and eating their traditional food as a form of respect. When my family was finished with their food, I ate most of it, I ate most of it since they didn't even want it. They went to a Chinese restaurant to fulfill what they wanted. I pretended that I needed to go to the bathroom because I was so disgusted with their behavior. We uh, when we got to the hotel, <clears throat> we went into a ten minute heated argument, and eventually they said that they were never going to do it again. I kind of felt guilty for what I did because of the way and tone they apologized in which made me post it here. Is that this person, they never specified their gender. Are they the asshole? No, oh. I, don't, I don't think so. Really? Well, I mean, I understand comfort food. If anybody understands, it's me, but I, when I go to a place, I want to immerse myself in that culture. Like my parents do that all the time. We'll go somewhere and they're like, oh, we want to eat Korean foods. Like we eat Korean food all the time. Don't you want to experience this place's cultural cuisine? And like, I don't know the context of how it was, you know, expressed in the restaurant for them to be like, I want to go eat Asian food. Like does this food sucks or whatever. I don't know the details of that, but it's like, we are already here. Why are you wanting to go eat something else mm. when we're already going here to experience this? So I don't think, I mean, yes, I think he's the asshole for the way he said, the, yes. they said, you know, 
and expressed their, you know, displeasure. You all need to shut up. Yeah, fine. You're the asshole for that. But the reason for saying that, I don't think so. Yeah. So like I went backpacking in Europe, uh, like right after college with two random girls that I met on spring break, break the year before. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I love them. I'm still friends with them. But, um, for instance, like when we were in Italy, they wanted to go get pizza hut. Pizza hut. Do they have pizza hut in Italy? Is that legal? And McDonald's. Oh, and I just was like, I get it. No offense to Italians, but like American pizza is better. And I get it. I get it. Like, Italian pizza is more like flatbread. It's not not good, but it's like when you're used to like right. cheesy, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle slices, you're like, that's what you want. That's what you associate. Sure. You know what okay. I mean? But like, that doesn't mean I still didn't want to taste the authentic. Right. Well, so Italian. are you saying the kid, this person's the asshole or not the asshole? So like, I think they're the asshole because it kind of reminds me of like seven year old Ed who just wanted to fit in and like kind of snapped at his mom. Uh, and I think I was an asshole. So I think this person is also being an asshole because it's like, I get it. You should want to experience other foods, but like they talk about eating ice cream on top of rolled up bread, which I'm sure had a bunch of butter on it. 80%, 90% of Asian people are lactose intolerant. So maybe put butter on the ice cream bread. Maybe. I mean, bread is often, I don't know, but either way, the dairy and the ice cream alone is enough. You know sure. what I mean? So like maybe after eating that, they were like, Hey, we want something that's not going to upset our stomachs as much, which is where I think the rice conversation get popped in. And then like from the rice conversation, the sister was like, Oh, I kind of want noodles. So like, I feel like you're really extracting a lot of nuance that was not provided in order to kind of skew it in a way that you could see what, and I get it. I understand. Yes. Asian people are not accustomed to eating, but we don't know if they're like, Asian American people, or if they're like Chinese people who don't experience American food, it could or, be. I don't know. It could be any of it, to be honest with you. But I think that it's not crazy for people to be like, I need something for comfort because you're like out of your comfort zone. Sure. Trial. Sure. But we don't know. And that I think is the, part the issue we're going to come into it with some of these is like, we don't know the context Truth. exactly. But to be in the Czech Republic, to be like, I want Chinese food is like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, but sometimes like, for instance, like Chinese food in, in the UK and America are completely different. So like, aren't you kind you, of? You said that on purpose. You, you said that on fucking what? purpose just to fucking piss wait, me off. Wait. I fucking see through you, Ed. <laughs> that was fucked up. Wait, no, but in reality, <laughs> but it does slightly differ. So like, you're kind of still experiencing some culture. I guess, but I don't think that they were looking for Czech Chinese food. I agree with you Okay, there. so, but you know, I, I, do I agree can see the nuance in all that. It's true. We but like for instance, mild disagreement. But, but like for instance, like my friends, I didn't chastise them. Sure. Was right. I like, was I like, hey guys, we should go get real fair. pizza. Fair. And did I go with them? No. Right. I went and got my own food. Right. So That's like fair. you know, so like in that way, Telling I do them think to shut up is like, hey, calm the fuck down, kid. Like they brought you on vacation. Yeah. Fuck you. We also don't know how old this person yeah, is. That's true. Right. I'm assuming they're over 18 because they posted on Reddit. Why would you assume that? I don't know. I, I figured they were like 14. Because I the way they acted, yes, yeah, I yeah. would assume like, fourteen. Also, if you're twenty years old and you tell your family and your parents to shut up, they're the asshole. See, they are the asshole, but not for the reason you think they're the asshole or yep. the context of the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so good one. Moving on Moving to on. numero dos. 
Am I the asshole for joking that my Asian friend is turning cock Asian? I, and I love when people identify themselves, 20-year-old male, am Caucasian, and I have a Korean friend, 20-year-old female. When I met her two years ago, she looked like your typical pretty Korean girl. That oh, already, so we're already starting already the stereotype. Bad. Okay, it's here we go. Bad. In the last few months, she made some drastic changes to her appearance. She has been sported dyed. She's been she has been sporting dyed blonde hair. Her eyebrows seem more arched than before. Is that a white trait? Because I know many Korean aunties who have very aggressive eyebrows. I try to actually straighten mine. It's more youthful looking, but that's besides the point. She also got a boob job. Boobs are not exclusively non-Asian characteristic, but that's okay. And she has been wearing yoga pants much more often. (laughs) Yes. As a culture, white people love yoga pants, but like yoga is not is Asian. I wear yoga pants all the time. When I ran into her a few days ago, we chatted for a while. I joked that she's turning Caucasian. I thought she would laugh, but she got really defensive. She said that minorities dyeing their hair blonde doesn't mean they're trying to be Caucasian. She ranted for a hot minute, but I didn't quite catch her reasons. I said she looked great, and I got to head to class, so I'll see her later. See, we already started off on a bad foot with him saying that she was a typical pretty Korean girl. Like that already tells me like what your mindset is on what she's supposed to look right. like. You she's know? not an individual. No. She's just an Asian. Right, exactly. And also like the traits that he gave are not inherently only Caucasian traits. There are blonde Africans. There are blonde Asians. Like, have you ever like seen like Mongolians? There's like a whole yes. swath of them that are blonde. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are even like tribes in like New Zealand where like, you know, people are blonde. Like, so I mean, there are literally Indian people who yes. look like they're white. Yes. Yeah. So that's not an inherently Caucasian no. trait. So that in and of itself. And also it's like, well, you're trying to look white. Why? What do you think her motivation is? Is because you think she's trying to align with beauty standards or because she's trying to, you know, meet the, the, the. Uh, hi- the hierarchy of like, you know, white supremacy or like whatever, whatever it is you're, you're thinking is like. Also telling somebody that you're trying to be something is like, I'm not, don't tell me I'm trying to do anything. I am being what I already am. I mean, if you live in America, you hear blondes have more fun. Like you're telling me you never wanted to wonder what it's like to be blonde. I've had highlight. <laughs> I've kind of wondered what it's like to be blonde. I will say though, I, I, I'm older. So coming from a generation of older people, when I was younger, say in my twenties and I would see Asian women in particular, dyeing their hair and wearing blue contacts, it did occur to me, like, are you trying to- Some internalized racism. Right, deflect or trying to like, you know, hide in plain sight. Fit in. Yeah, fit in, you know, so there, there, I have some of that that I'm trying to like shake off and unlearned just from living that life. But you know, like you were saying, like you see it all the time in just like modern pop culture, people dye their hair every color. I see people I, literally rainbows in their hair. It's like, just get with the fucking times, right. you know? It's just hair color, who cares, yeah. you know? But don't go around making fun of people's identities. No, and also yoga pants are very fucking comfortable and people have boobs. Yeah, <laughs> not only are you the asshole, but your friends should not be friends with yeah. you because you're racist. Agreed. Am I the asshole for quote? Quote stereotyping my Asian friend. I, 19 male, have a friend, 20 female, 
whom I go to college with. Let's call her Jane. Now, last Saturday, me and Jane went out for some food. It went great. Afterwards, we went over to my house so we could watch Netflix. We were watching Squid Game, a little late, I know, and I commented about how much she looked like the 067 girl and even referred to her as Hon Young. Is that her name? Uh, a few times. When I did this, she got visibly annoyed. She told me I'm an asshole and got up to leave. She texted me the next morning, basically just calling me racist. Am I the asshole? Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, um, I, this is one of those I things where so much where I think um, non people of color find this very innocuous. Yeah, and it's not. You guys all have very similar you know features. What's yeah. wrong with that? You guys all have black hair and you all have brown eyes. What's wrong with me saying that? A lot. A so lot much. is wrong with it. Like, it means you don't see us for individuals. You don't care to, and like this goes back to the last last one, the last one we just read, where she, where he literally then goes, she ranted, but I, I wasn't, I didn't even pay attention. I wasn't even listening. I didn't even yeah. know what she was saying. Because was the my problem. ego kicked in, and like this kind of feels like the same whenever you have this conversation. When you right. try to explain to people why it's racist, why it's offensive, they don't even want to hear you. No, of course not. Like I, <laughs> I just did a video, and somebody called me Walmart Margaret Cho. <laughs> Which it, on its face is kind of funny just because like I'm the budget version, right. which is fine. But and I love Margaret Cho. I love you so much. We're mutuals on TikTok, which makes me feel like but the coolest person. We don't alike. look anything alike. I Do you know? Or character or like personality wise. Completely different. She's covered in tattoos. I don't have a single visible tattoo. Our faces are completely different. When Margaret Cho was really popular, she was doing like stand up. I was maybe in like my early 20s. She was super popular. I had people come up to me and ask me for my autograph. And That's I'm like, crazy. why? Who do you think I am? That's <laughs> like, crazy. Literally, I remember I was at Saddle Ranch on Sunset Boulevard, you know, waiting my turn to ride the mechanical bull. I don't even know if I was. <laughs> I don't think I ever wrote it. And somebody's like, oh, my God, I love you. Can I have your autograph? And I was like, why? Who do you think I am? He's like, you're Margaret Cho. And I was like, what? No. I, I, in LA. In LA. That's crazy. People have asked me for my autograph as Sandra O. Oh, like autographs. I'm like, literally, they're just the only Korean people you know. Like, that's crazy. That's autographs. Approached. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I wish phones and internet existed back then because oh that'd God. be hysterical. I'm really glad it didn't. <laughs> I had some very questionable style choices then. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we all? It was the times. Uh, which actually is weird because they're all in style right now. I know. I'm like, I that's I, what I used to wear in middle school. I had so many great boot cut jeans. I would probably not fit in them right now. But they were really good. Okay, I, still have them. I was I'm like, I used to have that mushroom middle part split cut in, in seventh grade. Are they wearing that now? Yes. <laughs> I, it is very in style oh right now. Oh my God. All the boys that had that haircut, I thought they were just the cutest. I was like, oh, it was God, like I the, love your It was like the haircut. skater boy haircut <laughs> yeah, at the time. Yeah, I grew up in yeah. a very skater surf centric neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was it's so It's so cute. in style right now. That and is they're like, so funny. They're like days away from bringing back Jinkos, basically. Yeah, bring them back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> to wear leg skirts again. Uh, oh my God, those are so weird. <laughs> I know. It's only a matter of time. And you just even breathing it out into the world, the universe is now, you've just breathed it into existence. You're welcome, Jenko. God, it's so comfortable. <laughs> Next one. Am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law that she shouldn't adopt an Asian baby if she wasn't prepared to learn about its culture? I am Chinese American and my husband is white. My sister-in-law and her husband have been trying to adopt 
for a while now. And they were recently being, they were recently told that they'd been approved to adopt from a Southeast Asian country, being deliberately vague for privacy. They were really excited and were telling us all about it. I asked if they were going to try to connect with the local community of people from that country, and they seemed confused and said they weren't planning on it. Then I asked if they were going to try to learn the language. Nope. Learn about the culture. Nope. Or to try to teach a kid anything about their birth country. Maybe. My sister-in-law kind of laughed and said, we are going to raise the baby just like we would any other baby. Basically, we don't see color. I told her she shouldn't adopt an Asian baby if she wasn't prepared to learn about its culture. She got distant and then they left. My husband told me I was being an asshole and if I felt so strongly about it, I can be there for the kid. So now it's now it's her responsibility because she's Asian. But I feel like that kid deserves to know about their both birth culture. Also, I'm not from that country, so it's like saying a German yeah. per person can help an Italian person learn about their heritage. Yeah, that's Asians are a monolith, yeah, right? We're and all just the same hey, thing. It's not the parents' responsibility to teach them about their history and their culture. It's the other Asian person's not even responsibility, but burden. I just, I don't. That's mind blowing. I just leave that family immediately. I hope that I hope you don't have kids. Leave. Yeah, I just don't understand why a family who is adopting outside of their race, their culture, their ethnicity, all of it wouldn't want to embrace that. Like that's part of who their child is now. Like I would be like, for me, I'd be so excited to learn about it and not be able to share it and not even just and to have something that I could not only guide my child through, but have them help guide me through. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like that would be a really beautiful shared experience for right. us. Not only that, but in 2023, how do we not know? And I don't know the exact statistic, but like a large majority of transracial adoptees go through identity issues. You want to know right. why? Because none of them were taught about their culture growing up. Right. Right. That must be a very painful reality for a lot Which, of Which, like, I get it for white people. You're like, oh, we don't see... No, that's not how it works. Right. That child is not going to experience life as a white person like you right. are. Right. Just because you're raising them to feel that way doesn't mean that the outside world is going to perceive them that so way. So imagine, imagine this disparity when they're experiencing all of this racism and stuff based on how they look. Right. And inside the home, it's just not being addressed at all. Right. What do you think that does to the person? Right. right. It's... Psychology. But, but I think also neither of us being transracial adoptees, it's I like I can only just kind of project how I would feel about it. But I'm sure that there are a lot of transracial. I do follow a lot of transracial adoptees who have um, their a variety of life experiences. And I think, you know, I follow this one particular transracial adoptee. Her name is Emily and she is trying to learn about her Korean culture. Do you follow her? She's really great. I'll no. send you over her page. She's cook. She's cooking her way through Mangchi's cookbook. And so like she's cooking all of these things and she's actively trying to find her adoptive, I'm sorry, her birth parents in Korea. And it's just like this journey that she's on, but it comes with a lot of pain, you know, and she's, she's, you know, she's also really excited to share it with her children, but she experiences a lot of like ups and downs through it. And it's like, what to not have to be, not be able to share that with your parents, to share that with people who you rely on to help you learn about these things and to have to like go it alone, I can only imagine is probably, a it just compounds how painful the experience probably already is for her. Right. You know, and so. I get it back in the day, maybe when we were kids, this information wasn't really out there, but we're in 2023 now. And the this, these everywhere. stories are all out there. A yeah. lot of them. And like, I have friends with a lot of transracial Asian adoptees. Cause I lived, went to school at university of Delaware. And there was like the majority of the Asian population there. If they weren't transfer students, 
So like I've had conversations with a lot of them. I've seen their life experiences. I see the struggles that they post online and yeah. it's, it's very uniform, you know, it's yeah. a very universal theme that they just, there's a lack of, I mean, like think about in everyday life, you know who your parents are. And even then we still right. have identity so struggles, right, right? Like take out their history part. Right. It's very obvious, you know, well, then also conversely when that transracial adoptee walks into a space of people of their same ethnicity, and to have nothing in common with them, cannot commune with them in any way, communicate with exactly. them. Exactly. Then now they feel like there's another space where they don't feel right. fully accepted. Like so that's, you don't fit into the people your family looks like, right. but then you go to the people that you look like right. and you're not accepted by them either. And there either was nobody to help you bridge that right. gap. You're and just like, an alien everywhere. Right. Uh, uh. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're an asshole. Yeah, right. Oh, not, 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 not the, the poster, the yeah. family, yeah. Am I the asshole for lying about being Asian? What? So my dad is half Asian and half white and my and my mom is white. I look more Asian than both. I think it contributes to the it's contribute I guess she's her I think it's contributed by the fact that I have monolids while my dad doesn't. I have long black hair like my dad and my mother has blonde hair. Most people believe I'm 100% Asian and are shocked to see me with my white mother and I've been accused of being adopted when they see me with both parents. Growing up, every time I referred to myself as white, I've been met with confused stares, pitiful looks that are followed with speech about how self-hate and ex are followed with a speech about self-hate and acceptance and laughs. Even though I'm majority white, by the time I was 12, I realized I was seen as Asian, so therefore I'm Asian. If someone asks me what my race is, I answer Asian, as most people nod and ask what country I and ask what country I say Vietnam. I've never had anyone say anything until I posted on my Instagram about a local woman that was spit on by, by dumb teens over coronavirus. I posted my captions that as an Asian American, the dumb ignorance isn't okay. Later that week, my mother's birthday, I posted a picture of her and my dad dressed up to go out for dinner for her birthday on my story. My coworker screenshotted my story and my post and messaged me how, asked me how I'm Asian when both my parents are white. I told that my dad is half Asian and she accused me of lying and said that she could always tell I was lying about being Asian because I don't have quote Asian features and that I must have used tape or makeup to elongate my eyes to look monolid. She called me Rachel Dalzall and said she would try to get me fired for lying about my race. I applied and put Asian as my race. And apparently that's a crime. She then added my coworkers to a chat who said I must be adopted. And when she said I confirmed, I guess they talk about me. I'm not confirmed. I'm not. They started calling me cultural appropriator and a bunch of other BS. I left that chat. I don't think my manager will give a shit, but am I the asshole for calling myself Asian? I've apparently offended a bunch of people and am f and a fully Asian girl said I was wrong for calling myself Asian, even though she thought I was Asian and thought I was adopted. This is mind blowing. I, there's so much about this. There's so much about this. I don't even know where to start. So much gaslighting. This is yeah. insane. Right. Well, because when you walk through the world and are perceived as Asian, what are you? What are you supposed to do? You right. know, like fight for I'm not like. Also, Rachel Dolezal is zero percent black. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that it's so racist and offensive that that person even compared Rachel Dolezal to this person. Yeah. So are you the asshole? No. I don't no. think so. In, in my fact, opinion. I would sue the shit. I would sue this lady yeah, at your company. For sure. For libel, what, defamation? Defamation at the very least. Discrimination. Yeah. All of it, because that's ridiculous. 
ridiculous. And also, why do people have to defend who they are to other people? Like, that's so fucking ridiculous to me. Like, to defend the fact that you're not Asian. I've seen pictures of your parents. Fuck you. You know nothing about my life. Don't tell me who I am. Right. And, like, I get it. If this person was, like, you know, 50% Asian, they don't claim Asian, they look nothing like Asian, they don't pay, participate in anything Asian, and they use being part Asian to for advantageous purposes, maybe. This person specifically clearly cares about Asian struggles and tries to advocate for the community. You're fucking Asian. Right. Exactly. You present as Asian. People perceive you as Asian. And then you adopt and and accept your Asian-ness and then like stand up for the community. I don't know what makes you more Asian. Right. Or how, especially what makes you not Asian? Like, you know what I mean? And also his father is half Asian. He's literally genetically Asian. (laughs) I don't understand. Like, this is all so fucked up. Please you're, call a lawyer. You're not Asian. Call a lawyer, You're please. not Asian because I said you're not Asian, and I don't see you that way, so that's why you're not. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Ridiculous. Everybody sucks, Everybody sucks so hard. Am I the asshole for, war- for warning my friend that my... Gu- <clears throat> Am I the asshole for warning my friend that the guy she's dating has a fetish for Asian chicks? Uh-oh. I have these two friends who recently started dating, Mark and Alexis. I think that's their real names. (laughs) Mark is white guy and Alexis is Korean. I'm black, but that's not really relevant. I'm in separate friend groups with both of them. In my group with Mark, it's mostly guys, so we speak differently, of course. One of the things that the group gives Mark shit for is that he has a thing for Asian chicks and Asian, be it mostly Japanese culture. It's the kind of joke... It's the kind of thing we joke with him about, but it's actually very weird. And that's so relatable. Mm -hmm. He has said multiple things. He wants to go to Japan and find himself a traditional Japanese wife. He has hiragana tattoos, is obsessed with Karen Fukuhara, is just really into shit like that. When he told us he was dating a new girl, I assumed it would be an Asian girl, but I didn't know it'd be Alexis because I'm also close with Alexis. I felt like it would be a good move to at least warn her. I feel like that a small mistake I made was warning her kind of publicly. I'll admit fault there, but the topic of Mark was up and I just kind of said it. I said I'd be careful about him as he has a certain thing for Asian girls. I told her that Mark was a good guy, but he has a weird interest in Asian women. She kind of wrote it off to me, but then apparently she told him what I said. He was pissed at me. He said that I told her. What I told her was incredibly inappropriate and that I was just jealous that he's with her and I am not. Alexis is also mad at me for trying to stick my nose in the relationship and trying to embarrass her in front of the rest of our friends. I feel like this is really unfair as I would appreciate it if someone told me that a girl I was seeing had a fetish for black men. Mm, There's a lot of nuance in this one too. Number one, I feel like he should have kept his nose out of it. But... Or told her at least in privately. Sure. Or... I don't know, though, like the signs were probably there. I mean, you know, the tattoos like she probably already kind of knew anyway and maybe didn't care because like, how do you not notice something like that when you're dating somebody? You know what I'm saying? So like maybe she did notice and she didn't care. That's why she was so mad about it. Because like, yeah, but you know how sometimes like you start dating someone, you like them so much, you just ignore red flags. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe he he was just being a good friend, being like, hey, look, I see you're in complete fucking denial about this. But (laughs) yeah, but like you should know. I mean, I've definitely dated guys unknowingly who had Asian fetishes. And then I came to find out later and then was just like so fucking grossed out by it. Um, And I do wish somebody would have told me. But, you know, I understand that some people don't care. 
and some people are fine with it or think like it's a compliment. And like, that is something that I do not subscribe to. And I think it's really gross and it's really disgusting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, some people are like, well, it's just a type. It's no, it's not. That. But that's how some people are. And maybe Alexis is super into it and doesn't care. And being called out for it makes Alexis very uncomfortable. And she thinks Mark is the fucking cat's pajamas because he loves Asian Hopefully shit. She's just young and doesn't know better. But I've been on the other side where I've been friends with people who had yellow fever. Mm. And like, that's also a conundrum. Cause you're like, how you're like, do, is this, is this an okay friendship even to begin with? And then two, it's like, what, how do I, do I have a responsibility <laughs> to teach them to not be fetishizing Asian people? And then sometimes I think, especially as guys that comes off as just like busting their balls about it. Sure. Maybe thinking that after busting their balls enough, they'll be like, Oh, wait a second, you know, but like, I don't think that's how it really works. But in your 20 year old yeah. male brain, you know, undeveloped, you but think, I, I think people who fetishize often are very aware and well, but then it made me, well, it made me feel really weird too. Cause I was like, are you friends with me? Because I'm Asian right, and, and are, is it because you love our culture so much or be, are you using me to validate yeah. your yellow fever? I'm giving you street cred right. is what I'm here for. That's, is that what you're doing? Right. So like when I say friends, I just also want to clarify very loosely. There weren't yeah. like close friends of mine. Right. Are they still? No. Great. See, that's yeah, kind none, of what I was. None of them are. That's where I was still. circling back. Yeah. I was like, as long as we know. I don't, I I grew up and people can definitely change and people can evolve, you know, for sure. But only if you want to, and those friendships, one was because we're just, you know, distance, but the other one was because like problematic people are just like, it's patterns of behavior that are problematic elsewhere. So did I read that? Did you, (laughs) I read the last one. (laughs) I told you I'm hungover. You read this one too. This one's long. Am I the asshole for getting upset over my best friend introducing me as her Korean friend to her cousin? Hate that so fucking much. I, 26 female, have a British dad and Korean mom. So I'm a Hapa. I'm not fully Korean. My friend, female 25, knows this by now as we've been friends since middle school. She's seen both my parents before, but she still referred to me as her quote unquote Korean friend. Here's the story. Last Saturday, my friend introduced me to her cousin, female 20s. She wanted us to get along well because we were supposed to have a fun shopping trip together. And I'm apparently her favorite friend and she's her favorite cousin. Mm. Well, while introducing me, she flat out says, this is my Korean friend, the one I was telling you about. The The fuck? fuck? (laughs) I took that to offense (laughs) and maybe a little more than I should have. No, you didn't. Again, I'm not full-blooded Korean person, What does my ethnicity matter anyways? She could have introduced me in any other manner. We were outside of the Target while this happened, so I didn't want to make a scene over something this silly. But I opened my mouth and said, Korean friend? What the hell is that? Korean friend? They both just looked at me like they were confused. My friend raised her eyebrow because she could tell I was pissed off. She told me that it wasn't that big of a deal. Ooh, gaslighting. That's always fun. And that it's not something to lose sleep over. Minimizing. No, I wasn't that pissed off, but I feel like I was reasonably pissed off. I was kind of distant throughout the entire shopping spree and I didn't talk too much, even though she was trying to start conversations with me. Occasionally, I just nod to her as she talked, not paying any attention or replying, yeah, Mm. or somewhere along those lines. Korean friend thing was not cool and I found it offensive. She told me she didn't mean to be disrespectful and although I understand that, I don't think she understood that what she said wasn't okay. 
She believes that she didn't say anything wrong and that I'm being overly sensitive, but I disagreed. And she said that she doesn't care and that she won't continue talking to me until I apologize for being ridiculous. Fuck her. Am I the asshole? No. No. Your friend's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And in fact, she's, she's gaslit you so much that even in just in this writing, it's very evident how you start questioning, questioning. yourself. Yeah. Like saying that I'm not full bloody Korean. It doesn't matter if you're half, you're, you're Korean. You're also white. You don't need to go around explaining what percentages of what well, you also, are. Why doesn't she introduce you as this is my British friend? Why isn't this my best friend? Or, why isn't this my beautiful friend? This why is my it? white friend. Right. It's the same ratio, 50-50. Why did she choose to identify you as the Korean friend? Why is that your, I just want to let you know, you shouldn't be upset that she cut you off because we've all been through stuff like this, fuck I think her. in our younger years. And you just realize that like some people are toxic as fuck. Yeah. They're not really your friends. They're just using you to, I don't know what this bitch is doing, but she's not, she's not Dude, a great person. When people, people have introduced me as my husband's Korean wife. And I'm like, I'm his only fucking wife. You can, you, you haven't clarified any other person's ethnicity as far as their spouses are concerned. This is his white wife. This is his white wife. This is his white wife. No, just me. And it's like, why is that so fucking important? I'm his only fucking wife. Because it literally, all it does is one of these is not like the other. So right. I'm going to point it out because obviously this is different than what I think is normal yeah. in my head. Exactly. And it's like, everybody can see that I'm his Korean wife. I'm Korean and his wife. Like why that needs to be pointed out, I will never understand. And I have, I have spoken up and be like, yeah, I'm his only wife. You don't have to clarify what my ethnicity is for you to know that I am my husband's wife. And people do get uncomfortable. Good. Good. Be fucking uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable when you're being racist. Because also, did you consider how uncomfortable I right. was? That's the point. Uh, you saying, singling me out for no reason other than to clarify that I'm Korean. Like, so it's like when people say, well, I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. Why? Match the fucking energy. Make them feel as uncomfortable as you feel. Let's just put in anything else. This is his disabled wife. Is that appropriate? Right. No. Why is that appropriate? Th this it's is not. anything. Wife. Anything. If, if they're the only wife, that's all that should matter. It drives me crazy. Right. This is my Korean friend. Uh, okay. Well, you know, maybe not that great at one because you wouldn't introduce me as your Korean friend if I was a good friend of yours. Right. So I can find new friends. And I suggest you do that. You definitely. Because if people are identifying <laughs> you by your race to mm. other people, there is some. Like, what is that? Yeah. There's something going on in their brain it's, that's well, discriminatory. It would be like if a man was like, this is my blonde girlfriend. Like, so does that make you feel cool? Or is that like some right. kind? Are you like, this is some kind of like, oh, like this is, they're superior because they're, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's the motivation? I don't even understand. It's creepy. Am I the asshole for refusing to bow to my Korean fiance's grandparents? No, you're a racist. My fiance is Korean American and I'm American. <laughs> I mean, let's just let that hang in the air for a second. Okay. Uh, we, okay. So I know where this is probably headed. <sighs> we've met each other. We've met each other's parents before and she's met my grandparents, but I've yet to meet her grandparents because I, because they live in Korea. We're planning a trip to Korea as soon as it's possible so that I can meet her grandparents. She's asking me to bow to her grandparents when we meet since respecting the elders is a big deal in Korean culture, not just a casual dip, like a full 90 degree bow. I said, I'd rather not since I found it em emasculating and that I just don't bow to anyone. She said that it was important to her culture, but I pointed out that she didn't bow to my grandparents or parents. I just think it's hypocritical to expect me to bow to her grandparents when she didn't bow to mine. Her grandparents aren't my superior just because of their age. Why should I have to bow? 
She said that it's, sorry, she said it, it was just one tiny thing I could do to earn their respect. But I said that if it was so tiny, it should be fine if I don't do it and that I respect myself and that's why I'm not going to bow. And she was just going to have to respect my decision. She thinks that I, she thinks I'm an asshole for that. Am I the asshole? You're a racist yes. and ignorant. Yes, yes, you are. And a small um, ego yeah, little man. I was going to say, he is, uh, yeah. You're he's emasculating. Fragile. He's fragile. Showing people cultural respect emasculates you. That's mind blowing to me. Also, your association that bowing is emasculating because you already in your mind have emasculated Asian men also makes you the asshole, right? Because right. Asian men bow to each other. Right. So they are already emasculated. Like, no, that's not how that works. Not to mention just the basic respect of wanting to show respect to her parents and grandparents. Yeah. There's just a lack of like, not even speaking to you anymore. I'm yeah, if I'm your fiance. I'm really hoping she's not your wife anymore because God damn, she is in for a life of shittiness from you. Well, like you, like it's the smallest thing. You can't even do that. And also like what happens if you decide to raise children together right. and she wants to incorporate her cultural Culture. experiences right. and cultural values and you know cultural traditions. Are you going to say, no, it's not mine. Not I'm even not going to do it. Not even the disrespect to her, right. but like the confusion and shame you're going to put on your children for part right. of their culture. Right. And also you said how important it is in her culture to do it. So you don't find value in how, what she finds important. Yeah. Like there are small things. There are some deal breakers. This is a big ass deal this, breaker. Yeah. Can I Lack tell you? Lack of cultural respect is huge. My husband is like, like we said, he's like six to 250 pounds every new year's every new year. He, he bows to my parents and it's not just the 90 degree bow. It is the to the knees, full bend forward, hands to forehead, bow to the ground, and then stand yeah, like back up. Fully prostrated. He does not have great knees and he does it every year. And I've told him, I'm like, you don't have to do the full bow if it hurts. He's like, I would rather die than show your parents even the slightest bit of disrespect. That's the person you fucking marry. Because when you respect your spouse's parents, it also means you respect them. If you disrespect your spouse's right. parents, it means that they also disrespect you because if they're going against your wishes and what you're saying is respectful, right. I'm letting you know, he's never going to respect you. Nope. You're never gonna have respect in this relationship. He's going to gaslight the shit out of you. Right. There's going to be so many fucked up things. Run for the hills. Yeah. Nobody deserves right. this. Yeah. And God love you if you ever have kids, because like you were saying, he is going to shame them for wanting to participate in the things that you find culturally important. Like, what? It's the smallest thing. Like, do you are you that fucking fragile that yeah. you can't bow mm -hmm. to a, an eighty or ninety year old person just to make them and their culture like like to make them happy, make your future wife? Well, happy? I mean, like, like let's take the culture out of it. And just talk about the fact that like, he doesn't even have the want or need right. to want your family to like him. Right, right, right. Like that's so important to me. That's like a sign of respect for you. Leave. Fuck Bye. that guy. Go, hightail it the fuck out have of there. Have fun being alone for the rest of your life. Mm, fucking asshole. See, we had a lot, but we are shooting through We're them. mowing through, but we're, we still have two to go, right? So that's good. I, I think this the timing is going to be good. Hour 10, hour 15 for something yeah, see? like this. Perfect timing. <laughs> see, I told you. I told you so. I told you so. You didn't listen to me, but I know everything. You should do voiceovers. I That's know. awesome. My husband told me that all the time. Jeez. <laughs> Am I the asshole for acting like I didn't know my son was Asian? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> Title sounds a little weird, but I really didn't know how else to phrase this. 
I, 22 female, have a one-year-old son called Rue, with my boyfriend Sean, 23 male. I'm North African, and Sean is Asian. Our son happens to look like a carbon copy of him. We joke that my genes weren't used at all in the creation of this baby, LOL. <laughs> so I'm aware that he doesn't look like he's mine. I was at the grocery store picking up a few things when this woman came up and started a conversation with me. She was asking about Rue, how old he was, his name, things like that. Then she asked how long I'd been nannying for his parents. I assume that she initially thought that because I'm kind of young, and I know most people don't have kids as early as I did, so I told her that actually I was his mother. She sort of frowned, looked between my baby and me before saying, but he's Asian. <laughs> she said the word Asian in a really weird tone, like she didn't like saying it. The mature thing probably would have been to tell her that he's Asian because his dad is Asian and biracial people do in fact exist. But I instead, but instead I just grasped dramatically and went, oh my God, <laughs> are you serious? I picked up Rue and held him at eye level while asking how he was able to pull the long con on me and hide his true identity <laughs> for so long. He giggled, which made me laugh. And the lady looked bright red and very annoyed because people were looking at us. She told me that she was surprised because he doesn't look anything like me. And I replied that I was surprised too, obviously, because today's the first day I ever took in any of his ethnic features. <laughs> then she said that I could have just answered the question she was obviously asking instead of making a public scene. She walked off still pissed, but I just finished getting what we needed and then left. I was telling my mom about it because she called when I got back to the house. And she also thinks I should have just informed the woman that my son's father is Asian instead of acting like a fool in the middle of the produce section. Maybe it was a bit of a jerk move to do it the way I did. But I mean, if I tell you the kid is mine and you think the kid doesn't look like me, wouldn't the next conclusion be that they look like yes. their other parent? I just want outside opinions if I was being an asshole about this. I think you're nope. hilarious. <laughs> I, think I think you're hilarious too. I think it's hilarious. And I will tell you, I can tell you firsthand, I have had... What's funny is almost this exact exchange, yep. exact. So my older daughter, I've expressed this before, when she was born, looked- Maybe just wait for this. Yeah. My eldest daughter, when she was born, was born with like blonde red hair, fair, fair skin and like light, like hazel eyes. And she looks and looked like she was completely white, which is ironic because I was telling my husband before she, I gave birth, I was like, she's gonna look Asian. She's not gonna look white at all because Asian genes are super dominant. I was like, just kidding, she's fucking blonde. <laughs> and so I was at Starbucks and I'm standing there waiting and the barista is like, oh my gosh, that is such a cute baby. And I was like, thank you so much. And she, she said, how long have you been her nanny? And I was like, I'm not her nanny. Um, you know, that this is my daughter. She's like, no, there's no way. She's completely white. And I was like, no, she's not. She's my daughter. She's actually half Korean. She's like, there is no Korean in that baby at all. And I got increasingly more agitated because I, because why the fuck wouldn't I? And she goes, well, you know, there is no, none, no trace of you in this baby at all. I'm like, well, there is a trace of this baby. I still have the fucking stitches from where she tore my vagina open. So um, yeah, I can, I can say with 100% assurance, I looked down, saw her face coming out of my, my, her, my vagina. She is my daughter. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I'm like, you did. You You're did. saying offensive things. Like, what do you mean? What do you like? Are you, she's 
arguing with me about whether or not my baby is my baby. I'm like, I'm I'm yeah. very newly postpartum. My hormones have not fucking regulated themselves. I'm about to fucking start throwing <laughs> lattes all over this fucking Starbucks. <laughs> I was so pissed. Take away the cultural ethnic part of it. If you tell any mother that the baby, uh, that's not, that's your, not baby, your baby. Uh, no one's going to be happy about that. <laughs> right. Like, what is the implication? That they were stolen? Yeah, I don't understand and, what's and, happening. Right. I'm pre- I'm pretending that this baby is mine when they are not. It's like, this is not an episode of, like, CSI or something. You know what I mean? Like, this is my baby. Yeah. I just want to know how many times white people get asked how long you've been the nanny or if they just get asked the default. Are you? Did you adopt? Or, like, you know, are you the mother? Or, you know, Like, I don't know. Well, you know? no, that's the thing, though, is, like, women of color are usually asked, are you the nanny when the baby presents white yeah. or non Always. of, or, you know, a different ethnicity, but never, you know, I've never seen a, well, I mean, it could possibly happen. I don't know, you know, but a white blonde woman who has a child with an Asian man and the child looks Asian. I don't think any white person or if they've ever been asked if they're the nanny, you know, did you adopt that baby is right. usually what it is. Right. right. Yeah. That's uh I mean, I get it. You would assume black genes are very dominant enough yeah. to at least show some melanin in the skin. Right. I get it. But, but it doesn't always happen that way. None of these things are things you verbalize. Right. You just kind of go, wow, genetics are crazy. Right. Unpredictable. Take some fucking social right. cues, too. Have some fucking tact. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, my eldest daughter looks very white. My younger daughter looks completely green. Like, people are, like, I say this a lot. People always say, oh, you have one of each. I'm like, no, I don't. I have equals of both. Like, please don't say that. Yeah. I don't like to hear that. Like, because number one, you're taking away my eldest daughter's Koreanness from her. And then also you're ascribing that, you know, being Korean is less valuable than right. being white. You know, I'm, I hear it all the time and it drives me fucking crazy. I hate it. And I don't want my daughters to grow up thinking that one is more or less valuable than the other, or one is, you know, being one or the other is more desirable. Cause that's, that is the message that people are essentially trying to convey to them. Yeah, and I don't think she was being the asshole. And I kind of understand where her mother was coming from too. She's from a different generation yes. where times were different and it was very, you know, as a black person, black woman, you don't speak out about stuff like that. Right. You just hold it in and it was a person of it. color's burden to carry, right. you know what I mean? Right. But in reality, this woman came up and asked very inappropriate questions right. and you matched her energy. Right. So if you're being an asshole, she it's was the asshole was first. first. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing wrong with sticking up for yourself. And I do understand where your mother's coming from, but it's a different time. Hopefully well, it's a different time. I can guarantee you that if I ever told my mother the story about how I screamed about my, my vagina in a Starbucks, she would be very upset with me. <laughs> She's probably a little bit mortified. <laughs> and mom, sure. if you're listening to this, I'm very sorry. Yes, I was screaming about my vagina in a Starbucks. But that's because I just don't feel like I have to just suck it up anymore. I'm not going to no, suck it up. No, but not only that, but you kind of mentioned in passing before, but postpartum hormones oh, they are, are, so ins- real. are, you know, unpredictable. And not only that, but like postpartum hormones are yeah. unpredictable. And not only that, in 2023, we all know about postpartum depression. Yeah. So like, course. why would you even risk don't, putting yeah. someone into a spiral by saying like, your baby doesn't even look like you. Oh yeah. my God. Are you sure you're the mother? Like, if, why yeah. would you do that? If to I them? can give anyone any advice on talking to a newly postpartum woman is just don't say, make anything declarative sentences. Just be nice and smile yeah. and say you have a beautiful baby. That's, That's all it. they want to hear. That's and it. And offer to wash their dishes. That's all they want. Yeah. They want nothing more Literally, from you. Just tell them how beautiful the kid is. You're so lucky. Yep. You're going to be a great mother. That's it. Send them a casserole and be done with it. Jesus Christ. No, we need to be fucking racist, ignorant, <laughs> and stupid. Like you hit the trifecta. <laughs> Oh, I think this one's you. This is our last one. Okay. Is that me or you? It's you. Oh, fuck. 
Are you sure? Yes. Golly, what's happening? Am I the asshole for not telling my Korean date I'm learning Korean for fun? I went on a second date with a cute guy I met off Bumble. He is a Korean expat. Last year, I started learning Korean. COVID was driving me insane, and I picked up some new hobbies because all my regular hobbies weren't possible during lockdown. Lap swimming, board game evenings at the local cafe, etc. One of those hobbies was learning Korean. I wanted to learn a language with a different alphabet, and Hangul is really easy to learn. Is it? I picked it up Compared for Compared to fun. other Asian languages. Yeah, that's true. I picked it up for fun, and I'm not very good at it. It's slow going, but it is going. Uh, first date was really basic, and my learning Korean didn't come up. We just had a fun time and the conversation flowed naturally. So I didn't think to halt the flow to say, uh, halt the flow to say it. I didn't think it mattered. Uh, it's not going, it's not like I'm any good. Yesterday during our second date, I did, it did come up. He forgot an English word and said it in Korean. It happened to be something that I learned during my vocab stuff. So I translated. He was really surprised. Mm. When I said I knew some words and was slowly, and was slowly picking up grammar stuff, he seemed really frustrated. He wasn't angry, but seemed, but seemed angry. He wasn't angry, but seemed angry. He spoke in an accusatory tone and asked me why I didn't tell him I was learning Korean. I told him it didn't come up last time and it did now. I asked if he, he asked, if, oh, sorry. I asked if it was a problem because uh, I didn't understand the reaction. He cut the date short after telling me I should have told him I was one of those girls. Close. I didn't, I didn't know what that means. I was going to use him for linguist. I wasn't going to use him for linguistic purposes or anything. And I have a good job here. So I didn't want to emigrate over for work or anything. Is this, there's some cultural boundary I crossed. Am I the asshole? I don't think there's enough information here. Yeah. I think, I think he overreacted maybe a little bit, but it could also be traumatic. Yeah. Because, you know, when you get fetishized, then you're really just looking to make a connection and find your forever person. It gets frustrating. Also, I think him being a Korean ex expat and her saying that she's learning Korean, I think he might have been like, am I her tutor? Is she looking at me to like hopefully like tutor her to learn like on top of the fetishization? Yeah. You know, and that would be really frustrating. And I think that's one of the nuances of being a, an ethnic minority and dating outside of your race is like, you never really know what you're getting. I have, you know, had experiences where I feel like people only like me because I'm Korean or think that again, like it gives you street cry. Like this is my Korean friend. I have a diverse friend group yeah, and gross. she's also helping me learn Korean words. And it's like, it's uh, very one-sided. It is very one-sided, right? I've never befriended like a white person be like, oh my God, I'm gonna learn to make casseroles or like whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I've never done that. You have to learn to make casseroles? You just throw <laughs> shit in a pan and fucking bake it. I like casseroles. I, who doesn't? I think they're delicious. I mean, lasagna in, in itself is a casserole. <gasps> it's like one of my favorites. Is it a casserole? I mean, if you really just throw shit into a baking dish and bake it, isn't I feel it like you a have casserole? you have just awoken some- I already said American pizza was better, so. I I know the Italians, Italians are gonna come for you. Already hate me. They already hate me. <laughs> Whatever. They do. Yeah, because of those Italian girls that I made that video oh, off of. Oh, we've had similar experiences. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't think that's okay. Anyway. No, I'm not saying it is, yeah. but I'm just saying that, like, you know, throwing stuff into a dish is a casserole. Well, like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Bacon, yeah. Is it? Oh, <laughs> it is. It's a type of sandwich. It goes in between bread, it's meat, it's cured, it's not really food. It's the same shit, <laughs> the same shit. Just because you wanna feel high and mighty about the fucking cured salty meats that you eat every day, I mean, I and you're not supposed to eat hot dogs every day, don't fucking do that shit. It's, they're all sandwiches, 
burgers, sandwiches. It's meat and bread. Oh, it's meat and bread. I don't know. I don't know. I think we, this one we have to ask. We have to lob to the, to meat the people. Meat and bread. Are there nuances to it? Yes. But like... I suppose they're sandwiches. Okay, fine. But back to the the Korean guy. You don't eat it with a fork and knife, and if you do, God don't fucking save do it in front of me. We can't help. Don't we are beyond our help. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the guy. Maybe he just didn't like her and was like, "Well, this is an easy cutoff. <laughs> this is an easy." I don't know. Out. He went on a second date, so maybe he didn't like her during the second date. Maybe. But I, I feel like it's tra trauma induced. You think so? Yeah. I could probably see that. I mean, I do get immediately turned off by people when even just like when they're befriending me, you know, when their first yeah. question is like things about being Korean. And I'm like, well, you don't actually like me for me. Yeah. So. I mean, I made that video on TikTok where I was like, oh, no, we said it in the podcast that I pulled the clip from. Like, if you say anything about yeah. Korean, anything yeah. in like the first, I don't know, a couple times of meeting you, yeah. like it is the biggest red flag. Gosh, for me. People do that. People get so mad at me when I say that. And I'm like, look, if you're if one of the first things you ask me is about, you know, K-dramas and K-pop, I, I don't believe that you actually that like clip that we pulled i think people didn't understand the context because yes. they didn't have that beginning part people got so mad at me when, for that because like they thought that you were talking about people that you already know right no no we were talking about like people you just meet come right. up to you and they're like i love K right. this i right. love korean food like, imagine like, this scenario i'm sitting at the starbucks where the woman just told me that my baby wasn't my baby <laughs> and i'm having a latte and i meet a new person and if one of the first things they say is, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I couldn't help but notice you're Korean or are you Korean? Yes. Oh, I love BTS. Do you like BTS? It's like, so did you want to just have a conversation about, about BTS? Because you're not actually getting to know me. And I think that was the context that was missing in that video. It's yes. like, I'm not saying I don't like talking about my culture and about being Korean with people that already are established at people in my life. I'm just saying, don't come to me looking for cultural information under the guise of getting to know me. Right. That is kind of what that's we're what not I was trying your to say. fucking cultural guide. Right. Consult the internet. You know what I mean? This isn't fucking Disneyland. It's not like every person who wears a Disney fucking, you know, logo like <laughs> name tag, you get to go up and ask anything about Disney. That's not how this works. Right. right. We're living our lives. Right. You know, like just like in the one of the recent ones, like she's Korean American, I'm American. Like, no, we're right. all just living our lives as human beings. Right. I'm not living, sitting at Starbucks being like, I'm Korean, I'm Korean, I'm Korean, I'm Korean, I'm Korean, I'm Korean. Like, oh, oh, thank God you recognize I'm Korean. We're going to talk about Korean stuff. No, I'm sitting there being like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. And someone just comes out and goes, you're a Korean. Right. So what? And? What's your point? What, is, what you just said is like, she's Korean American and he's just American. It's like, even that sentence alone is like the default is what, right? He's just American. American what? Like what I'm saying is like Native American? Is he an indigenous person? Is, is is that what you're trying to say? I don't think so. You're just trying to default to white. And like that in of, its, in of itself is like, you're already saying that there is a discrepancy or difference between me and everybody else. And like that is, I think the overarching like theme of all of these am I the assholes is like, how many different ways can I make you feel like you are othered, othered and somebody else and, and you know, less, dis, you know, whatever. Not like me. Yeah. You're not me. And like, we get We're it. We're different. We already know that. You know, we eat food that, you know, has flavor. Yeah. We get it. Spice <laughs> and history. <sighs> That's a good episode though. I like reading these, Am I the Assholes? Because so many of them are. But so many of them are not. Uh, are not. Actually, yeah. the majority weren't. I think, I, yeah, I, I think because it depends really what lens you're reading it through, right? Like, 
Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, majority of the ones where the writer was white were assholes. <laughs> the ones where majority were the word Asian or people of color were, were not. Well, Except maybe that's, for the first one. because maybe, Yeah, because she was got loud. Don't yeah. scream at your parents like that. They In brought public. you into this world, you fucker. Yeah. I'm Unless you deserve maybe it. Maybe I'm projecting a little bit. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Um, Nothing's an absolute, but respect is. Well, I, maybe that's that's a funny question to ask, right? Like, maybe respect isn't either. If they're not, if they're not respectful to you, then right. Yeah, well, right. that's true too. Nothing um, is an absolute. What I think is maybe funny about what we read, like looking back now, is like the Asian people saying, like, "Am I the asshole?" for wanting people to respect me culturally is like, wow, that is also really telling. That's what I mean. That's, it's so, it's so relatable hmm. because the amount of gaslighting that happens because people feel like dicks for being dicks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to say something ignorant and it's just like the lady in the supermarket with that other lady, like if you're going to come up and say something inappropriate, right. like she doesn't even, like your child doesn't even look like you. There's no way you're the mother. Then right. like, then don't be surprised when you get that same level back. There's a certain level of entitlement where you think you can say such inappropriate things and should still be treated with respect. Right, right. right. You get what you give. Right. And if you're not expecting to receive back what you've given and you don't like it, yeah. I don't know, a little introspection would be, I think, maybe a good idea. Yeah. We all know you have to have some level of intelligence and EQ to have that. Right, right. And but so God so forbid, many people lack that. Um, yeah, I like doing that. I like the Emma the Asshole stuff. Yeah, because, like, I love being judgy. <laughs> well, you asked, Emma the Asshole, you're asking for us to judge you. No, that's you. what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, I don't right. mean that I'm judging in person, but it's, like, a very accepted way. Yeah, that's to, what they ask Because that's the whole point. Um, And then, what was I going to say? Sorry, edit. Did I distract you yeah. <laughs> from my outlandish comments? Um, so, I, oh, what I guess I was going to say is, like, what we're going to talk about next week was that, are we doing the food thing next week? So in the coming episode, in the near future, yes. we do want to do an episode. So it might not be next week just because it might take us a little bit to get stuff together. But we do need you to write in. Please share any weird, random, yes. you so, know, unusual pregnancy cravings. We talk about, we, we just talked about pregnancy and like hormones and cravings and things like that. So if you have ever been pregnant and had really crazy cravings and food interesting or Combos. unusual food combinations. We want to know about them because we are going to try them. And I can't wait to see what you guys came up with. Cause I had some really weird ones too. Or maybe it's not cravings. Maybe it's like cultural pregnancy foods. Yeah, that's true. Too. You know, like in Korea, I didn't find this out till recently. And Susie was telling me about how like her mom made her gallons of Miyokuk, which is like seafood soup. Me in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, what is it? The iron? In it? I don't know. I think so. Something like that. Something I don't know. Like I don't know. But, but, but either way, Korean seaweed soup apparently is very good at replenishing all the It's supposed to nutrients. like help milk production and oh, like yeah. yeah, and help you heal faster is what the, the wives' tale is. I don't know what it is, but that's a postpartum thing. My mother made, I don't know, oh. four hundred gallons of it and was like, You have to eat all of this. I'm like, can't eat that much soup. It goes bad in a week. You have to eat She's all like, this. You in a do week. it now. I was like, oh my god, just like slurping, just like fucking seaweed, like this. Whole. I was like, I can't eat this much seaweed. And you know me, I don't really like seafood things that much. I was like, this is horrible. I, I was love like, I just want to. You do? I do too. Yeah. Sometimes, but especially with some rice and kimchi or kakdogi. Oh, yeah. starving. That sounds so good. But 
Not when it's too fishy. Anyway, that's not the point. But we want to know what your pregnancy cravings were or were there like cultural cravings that you had? Like maybe things that you couldn't get here or that you had, you know what I mean? Like I want to know because I think that's so, Shit. so interesting. Maybe it's pe- maybe it's like pickles and cheese or pickles on pizza. Like mm, fuck it, send maple, it to us. Maple syrup on pickles. That was oh, mine. Actually pickle pizza. Would that be good? But like it would have to be not baked, right? You would want it to be like fresh pickles put on a already. Yeah, I don't know how pizza. I feel about a warm pickle. Yeah, I don't think I like <laughs> warm pickles. But then, like when you put a pickle in a burger, doesn't it get warm? Yeah, and I but don't love that bad. it. I do like a pickle though. I do I think love that pickles, acidic. but I prefer the crunchy, cold pickle. We are on a tangent again. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of. If what nobody writes in, we're going to eat pickle pizza. So if that's not what you want to see, write in. Make sure you write in to whatinthesheba at com. Give us all the information that you need. If you want us to say your name or not, if you want to show any pictures whatever make sure you include all that information send it to what in the shibar s-h-i-b-a-l at gmail gmail.com okay on that note as we're very rapidly deteriorating uh, thank yep. you for joining us you can find us on our socials uh you can find me at uh sujo one on tiktok and instagram you can find me at Etch Sketch with a J and find us at What in the Shiba at What in the Shiba. <laughs> and if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> please watch us on YouTube. Uh, please make sure that you like, subscribe, and ring the bells. <laughs> That's a car. <laughs> I'm finding creative ways to make this the, the ding sound because doing the ding every week is boring. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, and with that, thank you again for watching, listening, subscribing, liking all the things that you do. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.